Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to You Had Me at Black. In this segment, we'll hear from Avery, a reporter from New York who used a disturbing situation in a rural North Carolina newsroom to fuel her passion for giving a voice to communities who often go unheard. Stay tuned to hear Avery's story. This is You Had Me at Black, the podcast where black millennials tell true life stories. About three years ago, I moved to Greenville, North Carolina, where I was working my first job in TV as a reporter. And this was a place that I had never visited before. This is rural eastern North Carolina. In its heyday, it was the capital of the KKK in North Carolina. And so with that came a lot of different personalities and a lot of attitudes in this area. No, I'm a girl from New York, so I had never experienced that. I'd never seen tobacco plants. I'd never seen cotton plants, cornfields as large as I had seen them. So it was an interesting culture shock, even coming from Chapel Hill, where I'd gone to college. And so this was taking a step back in time for me going to Greenville. I remember when my dad drove me down there, I was so afraid because 10 minutes outside the city, there was nothing but farmland. And so when I got there, I was nervous for that fact, but, you know, I was still bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. This is my first job in TV. I was going to get to be on TV every single day doing stories that I thought were important, and so I was excited. A few weeks into it, I was working on a story with my cameraman. He told me that there was a saleswoman who had been complaining that her clients were saying that the station was darkening up because I was hired. And about a couple of weeks before I was hired and started, another black on-air anchor reporter had started and that her clients were complaining. And I kind of, you know, shrugged it off. I said, whatever, man, you know, I, I don't want to not give this woman the benefit of the doubt. I don't doubt that she could have said this. This is not an area that is the most tolerant of people who are different. So it was definitely something possible that had happened. But I said, you know, forget it. I got to do my story. I got to concentrate on what's important. And a few weeks later, I was working on a story, and I'm on deadline. Five o'clock is coming, and my news director visits my office, and he's having a conversation with the same sales lady that my cameraman had spoken about in the past. And I'm in earshot this time, and I hear her say, yeah, my clients are complaining that the station is darkening up. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, can, does she know I can hear her? I can hear her. So I went out into the edit suite that was closer to where they were having this conversation just to see what their reaction would be when I entered the room, because they didn't know that I had heard that conversation. And they continued to have this conversation, but in hushed tones and around me as if I'm not there. I continue to do my work. I'm still trying to do my work, but trying to listen at the same time. My news director, who's my boss, he says, really, this is something that someone is saying? And, you know, I was waiting for what his reaction would be. And she said, yeah, you know, it's not me, but people have been saying this. People have been saying the station is darkening up because not only have you hired Avery, but you hired this other anchor reporter who is also black. You know, I was waiting for him to say, you know, that's an unacceptable thing to say. That is an attitude that we will not tolerate here. And if your clients don't want to watch us because of the people that we have on air, because of the color of their skin, then 
we don't want them as clients. But he never said that. He said, well, I just hire the best available, which to me, you know, was it, it was comforting to know that he defended us in that way. But to me, it wasn't the outrage that I was feeling inside after I had heard that and now hearing it twice for the second time. I'm having confirmation that she did say this and that she felt comfortable saying this in the workplace over and over again. It was something that really, really hurt me. That began to, you know, really become a burden for me. And then later weeks, she would come back into the office and say her clients were backing out, her clients were dropping their ads. And undoubtedly, I thought that that was because of me. And this being my first job, I never wanted to cause my station to lose clients. Even my photographer said at one point, oh, maybe it's because of you. <laughs> he said that. And, you know, that really started to take a toll. But then I started to realize what I was there for. I did a story about a man who had been exonerated through DNA. He had been convicted of a rape and murder that he never committed. And that was kind of a pivotal moment for me because then I realized that it's very important that I'm here because I don't think other reporters would have covered the story in the same way that I did. I began to realize that everything that that woman was saying and that her clients were saying, that was noise. And that was noise that was clouding why I was there, my purpose for being there, which was to tell stories about the people who live in that area. And I just kept on going. And even now today, I, I always say that I'll never forget that story. I'll never forget hearing that and how that made me feel. But I will always remember that I need to tune out that noise. And I think that it also solidified for me the purpose of having diversity in a newsroom. And again, this is my first job, trying to learn these different things and trying to make sure that I could get all the skills that I needed to then move on from that place, because I never planned on staying there forever. So weeks went on, and I still continued to do that. I was doing stories that I thought were important in a community where a lot of reporters were afraid to go into communities of color. I was living in Greenville, which has pockets of severe poverty, lack of education, lack of health care. This is a rural area. They were closing hospitals in the area. And so it was definitely a good place for me to start because I felt like there were stories to be told that weren't being told because reporters just didn't go into those areas and didn't know how to navigate them. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, visit youhadmeatblack.com slash review to leave a review and subscribe.